Friends, you've heard me talk about my mental health story and I'll continue to do so. But from time to time, I like to open up this space to others who want to share their journey. Perhaps it's a personal story. Maybe it's a healing tool and technique. The point is I want to keep talking and having an open dialogue so we can end the silence around mental health. Thank you for listening. So welcome back, my friends. Thank you so much for coming in and listening to the Happy Pill podcast. Today, I've got a very special guest in Rachel Friend. Now, is it actually pronounced friend? Yes. Perfect. There we go. How apropos is that? So all the way from Indiana, thank you for coming on to the show, Rachel. I really appreciate having you here. I'm glad to be here. Yay! Yay! And I mean, we haven't had a chance. Like I said, we just saw each other for a couple of seconds on the video. Um, so it's nice, nice to meet you. Nice to have you here. And you know, as you know about the topic of the of my podcast, is definitely talking about mental health. You know, what have you experienced? You know, what are you feeling safe to share? And what kind of healing tools you have to offer? So I'm I'm so grateful for anyone who actually wants to come on board and actually share their story with us. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely a very, very important thing to help break that stigma that is, yeah, seems to coat everything related to, to mental illness. So absolutely. Absolutely. So I know that we you something that you wanted to talk about was uh, SAD, SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder, and mm -hmm. CPTSD. But let's first let's let's get everyone get to know you. So like, what do you do? Like, what's happening? What's in your world? You know, what brought you to reach out and get a hold of me? Well, um, I, uh, I live in the Midwest, Indiana, born and raised. I don't know anything else. Um, I am I just turned 40. Yay! Uh, happy birthday! So, thank you. A few weeks ago, so that's been an interesting thing to try to wrap my brain around. Um, and you know, during my day job, for lack of a better term, uh, I work for a major university doing administrative work and some outreach um, for the university. And in my free time. Um, I am probably podcasting myself. <laughs> that seems yes. to be the one thing that takes up a good chunk of my time. And uh, honestly, falling into being a podcaster, not just a listener, probably has been one of the best things for my mental health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can relate to that, actually. A bit. I find it to be very therapeutic. And we certainly mm -hmm. want to get to your podcast as well. We want to talk about it, what you talk about, what you create, and so and where people can find you. Okay, exactly. so we want to, we definitely want to make sure that we get that in the end of at the end of the show. So this is amazing. Mm -hmm. So which university was it again, you were at? Uh, it's IU. No. IU. Oh, so Indiana University. There we go. Indiana Hi. University. Yeah. <laughs> Hi there, Ursula. Let's pick this up, please. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. If you're, so if, you're, if, you're, if you're in Indiana or you're a fan of college sports, then, you know, they don't, people will know exactly who you're talking about, but it's, uh, I, know, I apologize. It's a big, I'm Big Ten University. So, yeah, you know. it's okay. Yeah. See, and college sports is so huge down there. Mm hmm. Like yeah. it's, it's absolutely huge. It's really impressive. I'm, I actually find it very impressive. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't watch March it. Madness right yeah. now. Oh so. yes. Right. 
um, sorry, basketball me, is on everybody's mind. <laughs> That's right. Are you a huge basketball fan? Um, not really. I'm not really a huge fan of sports in general, but I, I guess if I had to pick one, I do like basketball just because it tends to be very fast paced. So you don't really get bored waiting for something to happen because there's just people constantly moving. Mm-hmm. God, I remember playing basketball a lot. I, I mean, we have the Toronto Raptors. That's what we have up here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, which is great when they won their one and only championship a few years ago, but... Yeah. Yeah, you know. Other than that, we're we're hockey people. I I love my hockey. So, but we digress. Like we're we're just digressing here and talking about sports, which, as you said, you're not a big fan of. But uh, bless you for getting into and supporting like college sports and everything. I think it's amazing. It really is. Hey, you know, it's uh, when the sports do well, the colleges seem to do well, and that's where my paycheck comes from. So, yay. Everybody wins. Everybody <laughs> wins, especially you. Yes, yeah, so that is yes. awesome. Yeah. So let, let's get into uh, what you want to talk about. You're the first person that I've had on here that is openly and willingly talking about seasonal affective disorder. Not something that people, um, I haven't heard so much about it. I know it. I mean, I suffer uh, with it myself because we have incredibly long winters up here in Canada, especially this year. It's been, it's been crazy. But can you explain that for you? Like, when did you start to notice it? How does it feel for you? Oh, I, I don't remember when I first started to notice it. Um, I've been at least more consciously aware of it in the last... I don't know, five years-ish probably is what I've been really aware of it. Um, probably about the same time, actually, I was properly diagnosed with actual depression. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, you would, you would think being born and raised in the Midwest where we most of the time have four seasons, although they're not necessarily equal in duration. Uh, yeah. You know, spring may last a day and a half and then we'll go straight to summer. Yep. Um, <laughs> but you would think after 40 um, Indiana winters that uh, when we, the, the earth turns around to that time of year that uh, I'd be able to handle it. But uh, honestly, as I've gotten older, it's gotten worse. Mm. Um. It's, I mean, SAD, it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, for me, the, I, to me, it's almost a literal feeling when we switch, when the, the seasons change and the daylight savings, you know, we change the clock so that the days are shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, the temperatures start dropping, um, you know, the sun, even when it's technically daytime, the sun is not really out because everything's just gray and cloudy. Yeah. I, to me, it almost feels like a really heavy, like dusty curtain, like you'd find in an old house is pulled over my brain Mm. and just kind of sits there for, however long it takes for the seasons to change, you know, cause the, what it says on the calendar and what actually happens don't match. Uh, I mean, technically we're supposed to be getting into, we're supposed to be changing the clocks again this weekend. Yeah. Um, and 
technically spring begins in a couple weeks, but we're not quite there yet. I mean, I've been watching the forecast and where we have chances of snow over the next couple of weeks. I've seen it snow on April fool's day. Um, so, um, yeah, for, for me, it's a lot of it is sunlight is a big mm -hmm. thing. Um, when we have multiple days in a row where there's not a whole lot of sunlight, I just want to crawl up into a ball and just kind of sleep until it comes back. Um, but then the cold temperatures do not help either. Yeah. Um, I am very, very sensitive to the temperature changes, uh, right. both in my uh, sinuses, which can cause headaches that sometimes are bad enough to be migraines, which is okay. debilitating in itself. Yeah. Um, but then I have uh, a lot of joint <laughs> issues from uh, activities that I did when I was younger and was healthy enough to be able to do those things and didn't realize how they might affect me 20 years down the line. Right. Um, so I spent a lot of winter just kind of in pain because the because my joints various joints will hurt some days it's my knees some days it's my hips some days it's my elbow you know some days it's my shoulder so right. when you're you know chronic pain is also meant it mentally drains you yeah absolutely absolutely like a lot of what you're talking about is is a lot of what my partner experiences actually um, you know, she's all of a sudden it's like, it's allergy season. I'm like, well, wait, it's still minus 27 outside. You know, we still have another dump of snow coming and everything. And she's so impacted right away. Mm -hmm. You know, she's become this human barometer. And I find mm -hmm. that not only with her, but with my friend and my mom, because they all have fibromyalgia, they will all like react the same way. I have a, a family member that has fibromyalgia and just based on what I've seen with their social media point posts, it seems like it's an absolutely awful debilitating condition. And I can't yeah. even fathom what that was like, but yeah, we get, we reached the fall and winter. It starts getting cold and 99% of my friends and family are like, yay, you know, it's not so hot. And I'm over right. here like everything hurts. And oh no. They're like, well, you'll just be complaining once it gets hot. I'm like, oh, yeah, but stuff won't hurt. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, yeah. It's kind of like a bit of a damned if you do, damned if you don't type thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Honestly, like it just, it just sounds really debilitating, you know, not just physically, but mentally as well. Yeah. You know, like, like I live in Calgary, so we're very fortunate that you were probably one of the sunnier places during the winter, which mm -hmm. is quite amazing. And my partner came from Kelowna where during the winter it was always gray. Everything's gray. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just because you know, the way they're in the mountains there and the clouds, they just hover and then they don't move for weeks on end, Ugh, you know, and that's awful. That's like my worst yeah. nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And then she, and then she comes here and then she's like, Oh my God, it's so cold. I hate that even more. And I'm like, eh, you know, it's, it's half and half. Right. So, mm -hmm. so how, how do you work through that? Um, it, it depends on what exactly I'm feeling that day. Um, I tend to take a lot more naps in the winter mm -hmm. um, just because the mental drain uh, there are days where I reach a point where it's just like, I can't 
function. I just need to lay down and I'm going to sleep as long as my body needs to. And when I get up, I get up. <laughs> um, right. I also um, have a, this is whoever invented this is a genius. Um, it's not an electric blanket. It's an electric mattress cover. Oh, interesting. That generates heat. So it goes on top of your mattress under your fitted sheet. And okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a godsend. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Although it makes it hard to get out of bed some days, but it also makes climbing into bed at night uh, a way more appealing because then you're not climbing in between like cold sheets because you could turn it on before you get in. And then, then you got a nice little toasty cocoon that you're climbing into. Right. Yeah. So temperature is obviously a big thing. Have you tried mm -hmm. any of like the SAD lights? I have not. Um, I am very fortunate that my uh, gym that I have a membership of um, has uh, a uh, also offers tanning services. And I know there are probably going to be people out there that are going to be like, oh, tanning beds are awful. It's horrible for your skin. Yes, I know. I'm not getting in there multiple days a week. Mm -hmm. I will go in maybe once every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Just to give myself really essentially a very strong dose of fake vitamin D. Right. <laughs> right. Is, is the climate there, is it really that cloudy, like throughout the winter months? Do you oh, not yeah. get a lot of sun? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it definitely can. Um, it, for as flat as we are, because I know there's some places where they're very mountainous and clouds and fronts can come in and kind of get stuck. Mm -hmm. But for whatever yeah. reason, even as flat as we are, um, sometimes these, these fronts, they just, uh, they just come in and they just kind of sit like, eh, you know, I'm comfy here. There's right. no need to move on. Yeah, it, it's challenging. Like, I, I completely understand. I'm sorry that you're experiencing that, you know. Uh, oh. and, and are your, like, have you expressed this with your doctor or something? Do they provide anything to say, hey, you know, Rachel, have you thought of this? Tried this? It'll help. You know, like yeah. vitamin D supplements or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for the most part, they've, they've also agreed that kind of what I'm doing is, you know, probably the best thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just based on uh, what I respond to best. Um, yeah, so, it's like being uh, a bear. Yeah. You just need to hibernate through the winter. It's a little like. bit. And it's like, it, you know, every year I'm I'm like, now I know why all the Golden Girls moved to Miami. You know, this is why all <laughs> the old people moved to Florida. Yeah. Because it's warm and it's, uh, it's usually pretty damp as well. So, yeah. Um, the, so the humidity helps. Yeah, you're not drying out either. So yeah, I can yeah. I can see why the old people moved to moved to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just for Disney World. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's for the climate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Climate makes a big difference. Have you ever thought of moving? Uh, I I would love to. Uh, my husband has put the kibosh on moving as far south as as Florida, um, just because he would not do well. Uh, so mm. he is built for the colder weather. So right. we've, we've compromised and we'll, we've looked at maybe moving like part way to like Tennessee or something like that, which would mm -hmm. still be an improvement. Yeah. Split the difference, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, well, I hope that that does come for you in the future and that you do find some relief, you mm-hmm. know, in, in what you're doing and nap those days away. Heck, if it's cold out, like, forget about it. Right. Yeah. So that's self-care. Like, it's no, no shame. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally not. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's self-care and you got to do what you got to do. I mean, I know my partner does a lot of uh, napping as well on the weekends because it's exhausting the cold and with her fibro, it just really makes things challenging for her. So you mm-hmm. do what you got to do, right? You do mm-hmm. what you got to do. So let, let's talk about your CPTSD. What is that for you? How did that come about? And again, just only share what you feel safe in sharing. I was struggling mentally um, off and on for several years. Um, I went through a pretty strong bout of depression when I graduated college the first time because I graduated college in 2008. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, those in the U.S. that know what was happening then is the housing market collapsed and therefore the job market also collapsed. And I had worked my butt off um, trying to get a degree and I did and was very proud of myself because I was the first one in my family to graduate college um, in several generations. And That's awesome. Yeah. And the job market was absolutely horrific. Um, it, I was, you know, calling on people that I knew to try to make connections. I was applying for anything and everything because I'd been working retail since I was 16 mm-hmm. and had worked retail the entire time I was in college. And I'm like, okay, I got this piece of paper now that says I'm college educated time to get out <laughs> of retail and, and, and get a big girl job. And I have lost track of how many jobs I had applied to. I mean, I probably have to be close to triple digits over, you know, years um, and the constant sending out the resume and emailing and calling and filling out applications and a good chunk of the time, not even hearing a no thank you in response Mm. absolutely destroyed my (laughs) self-esteem. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and I just, I could not, uh, you know, wrap my head around, you know, my, I think that, you know, the logical part of me, it was like, I know the, 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 like, we're in a recession and like all those things right now, but at the same time, I'm like, but is there something wrong with me? Cause there's all these job listings out there and I'm not getting, you know, I'm not getting anything. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I eventually got dug myself out enough to actually, um, apply to graduate school and ended up going and getting my master's, um, from the same program. And which and, program is this? What did you get your uh, degree and master's in? 
Um, it's from IU, Indiana University, um, and it's in Media Arts and Science, which actually the master's program no longer exists. Uh, <laughs> okay. But it did it did at the time. Um, and um, that was probably the best thing I ever could have done for myself because I, I grew a lot as a person, um, both as a... Yeah, you know, as an adult, um, and um, as a someone who likes who likes to learn, um, I ended up walking out with a, a graduate, you know, master's degree, and also a crap ton of practical skills that I did not have with mm-hmm. just my with just my bachelor's. Um, so. Um, Unfortunately, the job market still wasn't ideal, uh, but uh, I did eventually get uh, a position in the department I am in now, and I've since moved up um, into a a different position than I started with. But um, it was a it was a it was really good. uh, You know, hindsight being what it is realizing that that was something I needed to go through. Um, But as I got out of retail and into, you know, a quote unquote big girl job um, and (laughs) experiencing more of the world, um, I hit a, a moment where I just was, like I had all these things, you know, I was, I was married to a wonderful man. You know, I got this, this education that was absolutely amazing. You know, I finally got out of retail and I've got this big girl job and I've got all these, you know, fun, exciting things that I've got to do and have my, you know, have my dream wedding and, and all that fun stuff. But I just wasn't happy. Mm. And just because and, of the, the job situation. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, my husband and I, one day we did this every now and then when the weather was you know, halfway decent, we just get in the car and just go for a drive. Nice. Yeah. You know, with the windows down, some music turned on and cruising we were out for a drive. That's what I yeah, call it. We were, cruising. Yeah. We were at one out for a drive one day and, um, you know, we were kind of out and just in the cornfields. Cause again, this is Indiana. And I just kind of looked at him and said, I think I need to do something about this. I think I need to talk to someone or see about medication or therapy or something. And he said, go for it. You know, that's what you think you need to do. So I made an appointment with my GP and told him what was going on. And they're like, well, we can get you on medication. We can start you on therapy. You can do one or the other, both. It's up to you. Um, and I decided to go the medication route and the initial dosage wasn't quite strong enough. Um, Did you say so additional after, dosage? No, the the initial. Oh, initial. The initial Sorry. Yeah, the okay. initial. Yeah, the initial dosage wasn't quite right. It wasn't quite strong enough. So mm-hmm. um, they, you know, after going through the initial 
adjust, your, your body has to adjust when you're taking these types of medications. Um, and once you level out, see where you're at. And they were like, yeah, you know, we can, we can bump it up a little more. And um, I actually have uh, told him this story because in the process of going through this, you know, I was researching. Uh, I, it's one of my things. I just love researching in general. It doesn't matter what right. the topic is. I get hooked okay. on something and I suddenly need to like dive in and read as much as possible. And That's awesome. Yeah. And in the process of going through this and getting the right medication and dosage and all that, I don't know if it was Twitter or something, but I came across a link of the transcript of a speech that Will Wheaton had given at like, um, oh, what's, what's, it, what, what's the organization here in, uh, is it NAMI? It's like the North American Mental something. It's an organization for okay. mental health. Okay. Um, and Will and Wheaton, have, obviously coming from his like Star yes. Trek days, right? In case yeah. people didn't know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I stumbled across this transcript and it was his talking about his own story about how he finally decided it was time to get help. And he too went the medication route and he mentions that one day he's out with a walk in the neighborhood with his wife and he stopped suddenly and his wife is like, you know, what'd you stop for? What's, what's wrong? And he just looked at her and he's like, the world is like clearer now. I'm seeing colors. I'm hearing the birds chirping. I'm feeling the breeze mm. on my face. And I absolutely understood how he felt. Um, oh, and so the awareness, actually, the awareness the was awareness, coming in. Yeah, it's that that curtain, that heavy curtain that just kind of covers your brain and everything. Like you're still alive, you're still aware of the world. You know, you can do things like, yeah, I was very fortunate that you know I was still able to work, um, and that was kind of about it. Some of my worst moments, you know, I would go days living in my pajamas. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> because I couldn't be bothered to you know shower or change yep. clothes. Oh, I you know, know that feeling. I, I go all day without eating, and then suddenly re you know suddenly realize I'm famished and like, oh yeah, yeah. food that's a thing. Yeah. Um, so it's Definitely like depression still... symptoms, right? Definitely yeah, depression it's symptoms. Like, yeah, which is what confuses a lot of people that have never experienced depression. They think it's just you know you sit down and you just cry all the time, and it's like, no, yeah. you can still be a. a on the outside, a functional human being. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. a very functional one. Yeah. yeah. You, you yeah. could be, so. you could be working, you could be smiling, you could be, you know, uh, funny and joyful, but mm -hmm. what, what, it, what's being expressed on the outside is not necessarily a reflection of what's going on on the inside. Yeah. It, I almost equate it to the transition in the wizard of Oz mm. when Dorothy lands in Oz and steps yeah. out of the cabin and it goes from the sepia yeah, the oh, yeah, to, yeah, to color to full technicolor. That is what it's like. At least that's what it was like for me. It's just one day right. you're like, wow, the sky's really blue. Oh, do you hear yeah. those birds chirping? 
oh look flowers yeah yeah it's, it's just <laughs> that stuff the, it's always been there but you just weren't cognizant of it because you just yeah, kind of had this film yeah the, the awareness of the present moment like I remember when I started on medication for the first time I was quite resistant to it at first but then I had for like the first two weeks like when it really kind of sunk in and was in my body and I was like Oh my God. I was just so alert. I felt awake, you mm-hmm. know, just like you seeing things differently, hearing things differently. And then for me, it only lasted the two weeks and then it, it petered off. And mm-hmm. I've been on, I've been on my meds for years now, but that's what it was like for me. And it still kind of is for me, it's such a work in progress. You know, do you still have the, like that awakening, that presence of the present moment and just going, wow, look at the colors. Look at this. Look at that. I can feel this. Yeah. Yeah, I I do. I, you know, I will, yeah, especially if I go and experience something new or go someplace I've never been before, it it seems like I'm going into it with my eyes more wide open than other times. You know, food, sometimes I'll eat something and it's like, you know, I'm really aware of the seasonings and the textures and the flavors and I'll be like, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, <who> awesome. <laughs> That's so good. That is so good. Wow. So it's made a real positive difference for you in your yeah. life. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was very fortunate that, that actually I was probably only oh, probably three or four months into it, but I actually got to meet Will Wheaton for a oh, moment cool. and I actually got to tell him. You know, it was like, I read your thing and it resonated with me and I've, I'm going through the same thing. And he was just like, I'm so glad I'm, he's like, that's why I put that out there Yeah. because I want people to realize one, they're not alone and two, there's hope, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And, and that, you know, it's whatever path that you feel is best for you, for you, it was medication for Will Wheaton, you know, it's medication. And sometimes, you know, like you had mentioned earlier with your doctor, it's a combination, maybe it's Mm -hmm. meds and therapy or either, or, you know, the, the journey is so individual, Mm -hmm. you know, so amazing. So good for you. And this is still carrying on now. Like you're still other than like, I think your SAD, like has the medication affected SAD in a positive way? Uh, I think it's made it so that I'm more aware of it and right. can make the conscious decision to try and do something instead of just kind of wallowing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, doing things like, you know, convincing myself to get off the butt to go to the gym, not necessarily maybe to use the, the tanning bed, but just go to the gym and right. maybe do a mile on the treadmill, you know? Yeah. Uh, sometimes just getting up and moving is enough to knock off the cobwebs. Yeah. Or like were. getting, you know, getting outdoors, mm-hmm. you know, going for a little walk. I mean, unfortunately it may be gray outside, but getting that movement, like you said, movement is medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, at least it's what I think it is. And food is medicine. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm still totally addicted to like unhealthy foods. I'm working on that with my team, but oh, me you too. know, we- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everyone's doing that. Yeah. Everyone's doing that. I have a so, junk food drawer in my desk. Oh girl, I have a pantry. Okay. Of like my, my junk food drawer. So I hear you. I, you know, I think, I don't know. It's just my opinion that that's kind of part and partial with depression is also, you know, unhealthy eating 
For me, mm-hmm. it feels, I feel safe and satisfied with it, which is part of the addiction process that I'm, you know, working through, you know? So is it for you just like a treat or is it just like, Hey, I'm just going to keep that there. That's just yummy because I damn well deserve it. Um, probably a little both. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of goodies you got in your drawer? Uh, let's see the moment I got some Girl Scout cookies. Okay. Which is, uh, uh always an exciting thing because those aren't available all year round. Yep. Um, and then I've got some chips. Uh, it tends to be more sweet stuff. Um, and, uh, cause my, my husband is, doesn't really have a sweet, sweet tooth. Oh, um, bless him. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't have a sweet tooth. I have a sweet teeth. I have sweet teeth. Yeah, he's he's the, the he's the salty person. Yeah, yeah right. he he prefers chips and and salty and, and savory stuff. And I'm I'm the one with the sweet tooth, so I'm kind of responsible for um, feeding my own addiction. <laughs> right, but the, you guys balance it out. It's nice, right? You know yeah. that your your sweet's going to be safe because he's not into it, and then vice exactly. versa. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. So with your podcast, then let's start talking about that because did how did you create your podcast and was it because of SAD and, and depression? Uh, no. Um, it is a, well, what's the name of it? Uh, well, I have a couple actually oh. now. <laughs> thanks. Cool. Thanks to the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. uh, some people, some people had children. Some people adopted pets. I started another podcast. Uh, but yeah. So the one that's been going on the longest is called the, the five-ish fangirls. Um, and it came out of um, me meeting some friends via the internet. Um, I've never been someone that's had a lot of friends Mm-hmm. Um, my childhood was actually rather lonely, uh, <laughs> and uh, the with the invention of the internet and social, especially social media, things like Facebook and all that, um, opened me up to a whole realm of of possibilities for meeting some some people yeah Um, and i from listening to other podcasts and being fans of those and interacting with them uh on their social medias i would encounter i'd see some of the same names over and over again and we eventually connected and we started hanging out online you know chatting about this and the other thing and eventually this core group of us we're doing it often enough that we were like, why don't we just record this and put it out as a podcast? That's an awesome idea. <laughs> and so that's what we did. And we've been going for almost nine years. It'll be nine years in June. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So, and it's, it's the five, you said five ish. What is yes. five ish? Um, it is a, it's, it's twofold. First of all, it is a homage to the five-ish, they called it the five-ish Doctors reboot, which was a spoof kind of pseudo, kind of kind of spinal tap-ish documentary type 
thing that uh, several of the uh, classic era <coughs> actors from Doctor Who did for Doctor Who's 50th anniversary back in 2013. Okay. Uh, that, okay. <laughs> which if you're a Doctor Who fan, you'll totally get it. It's one of those no, where I don't. It, works on, it works on a number of levels. So for the Doctor Who fans, they totally get it. Um, and so do a lot of the Doctor Who actors when they hear the name they're like okay i totally get that uh but it's also because when we started there were five of us but we do with life and whatever you know jobs illness whatever that we wouldn't necessarily have all five of us together every single episode mm, so sometimes mm-hmm. it would be five ish right that's awesome so. that's so creative i love it i yeah. love it so then what's the name of your other podcast so the other one is called Gold Standard, um, and we started that uh, in the middle of the pandemic, and um, that is uh, a couple of friends and I are watching and reviewing every single Academy Award winner for Best Picture in chronological order. Wow. Wow, that is so cool. And then so yeah. what you talk about, you just give your opinion? Or like, yeah. What we, is that? Yeah, we, we watch the movies on our own time and then we get together and we talk about the characters and, you know, the plot. And we also talk about whether um, we think it actually deserved to win Best Picture. And most <laughs> of the, I will say most of the time, I don't think they should have, but that's me. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we also just you know we also play armchair academy and it's like well if this one didn't win which one do you think should have won right uh, which makes for some interesting discussions as well uh that's so, so cool i love those ideas i love them gosh i i used to actually collect some of the oscar posters like the official oscar mm-hmm. posters and mm-hmm. uh i wonder if I, yes i think i still have them i collected about five or six of them and um but then I stopped. I was like, well, one, it's getting expensive. And two, where am I yeah. going to put them up? Because I've I've never framed them. They're still wrapped in their like original wrapping and in the tube. So because they're they're huge. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, I wonder if these will be collector's items one day. That'd Probably. be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. But mm-hmm. uh, that I love that. I, t- I don't because I mean, I'm total film buff. I, you know, I studied film and video and all that kind of, I don't know, it's just neat. Right. It's just mm-hmm. neat. I'm actually trying to get a, a family member of mine. It's like, why don't we just do like, you know, a podcast for ourselves and we're just going to talk about like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and just all this kind of stuff and just, just chat, just, you know, shoot it all out there and, you know, just have fun with it because I love having just like sitting down and having like movie conversations, you know, and it's like what worked, what didn't work. And we did that a lot in college, you know, with my, um, with my classmates because we were in a film video program. Just so much fun. I think that is awesome. So the five-ish fangirls and gold mm-hmm. standard. So those links will be, I'll put into the show notes. So friends, you can go and check them out and participate and listen in, tune in. And I think that is awesome. That is awesome. Awesome. So as we're winding down here, Rachel, is there anything you'd like to to offer up last for uh, the friends of this show? Yeah, everybody's journey is unique to them you know they're like fingerprints um no two are exactly the same but uh, one thing for me and this is something that i'm sure i will be actively working on for the rest of my life but again being more consciously aware of it um 
and kind of my quote unquote mantra for the year because I don't really like New Year's resolutions. I you know I kind of like prefer to pick like a a phrase or a word or something and that be the focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, uh, my my kind of my mantra this year is authenticity. Mm, and that's such that, a good word. And that for me has been the biggest kind of door opening thing for me is realizing that I need to be my authentic self Mm -hmm. and I cannot be so concerned about what other people think. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's just way more emotional and mental work than anybody should be doing. Um, And yeah, it's kind of cliche, but with age does come with wisdom. And now that I'm 40, um, I realize that at the end of the day, I really don't care what other people think yeah. because I'm going to live my truth. And if they don't like it, well, then I don't need them in my life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And in, in, when you're surrounded by people who... If, if you're being genuinely your, yourself and you have people that want to be around you, that means that they like you for who you actually are. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is the best kind of foundation that you can have for yeah. living a healthy and, and happy life. And in some cases, that has meant losing not only friends, but family. Yep. Um, which, you know, there are going to be people who are like, how can you, how can you turn away family? They're your family. I'm like, you know what? Just because we're related, just because we have share some DNA doesn't mean diddly if yep. we can't stand being near each other. Yeah. I mean, if it's not <laughs> providing hope and inspiration and encouragement, support, you know, love, you know, unconditionally, then that's mm-hmm. no different than I think, you know, with other people out in society. And it's like, no, if mm-hmm. they're not providing um, what I need and I'm not providing them, there, there's there's no connection here. It doesn't need to happen. Yeah. But it is tricky, right? It's complicated. It's not just a one and done cut, you know, like I've got a toxic family. I mean, you know, it's a process, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a process and you're doing the best you can. But I love what you're saying. You know, the final word is, is being authentic. Be your most authentic self. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, Rachel, for coming on to the show. I'm assuming your husband was typing up all this information in behind. Yeah. <laughs> he, he typed everything out. Yeah, yeah we share a workspace. So uh, <laughs> that's okay. It is been, what it is. It's, it's been it, it's been interesting with the, the, the way the uh, work uh, has changed because of the pandemic and everything. But yeah, yeah. we make it work. We make it Good. work. So. Good. That's, well, thank you so a, much. Yeah. And a, uh, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's always a learning process, but, uh, you know, it, it's, that's, that's, that's how we grow. And that's how we become better people is, you know, like I said, I love learning, you know, I love researching and, um, you know, whether it's 
diving into it, a TV show that I've just discovered or, you know, <laughs> the history of, I don't know, the history of anti- cinema, you know, antidepressant meds or something, you know, to, you know, researching a, a film or something, you know, yeah. um, it's, it's all about, um, being open to information. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's, it's all a journey. It's a process to learning and, and getting to our true selves. So I thank you and I thank your husband and mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm definitely going to check out your podcast. I'm very interested in listening to them because it seems totally up my alley. I'm not a Doctor oh, Who fan. So perhaps that one, you know, I, I don't well, I won't know the, that one. The very name, well, but. Yeah. The name does cover Doctor Who and we do discuss uh, Doctor Who occasionally um, the kind of the nice thing about the, the five-ish fangirls and kind of also feeds into, it also is one of the things that has helped me lead to this, this kind of, uh, life of having, you know, this, this mantra of authenticity is that we just talk about geeky and nerdy things that make us excited about, you know, life and, you know, watching things or hearing things or listening things because, you know, we're all under the the same uh, opinion that, um, you know, geeks are not, you know, they're, they're more than just, you know, the, the, the kid with the pocket protector and the big glasses that get shoved into a locker. Right. Um, you know, like they've been portrayed that uh, you can be, a Star Wars fan, a Doctor Who fan, a whatever fan, especially if you're female and it's yeah, cool. It yeah. is, it is totally cool and fine. You know, I want, you know, my thought is I want our listeners to listen to our show and be like, Oh, look, you know, some of them are married. Some of them have kids. I'm not one of them, but you know, one of my co-hosts does have kids, you know, we all have jobs and lives outside of the podcast. So it's like, we're quote unquote normal adults, (laughs) but we also love these geeky things. So it's like, it's totally cool to geeky is cool. You know, you could have your day job of something that's, you know, quote unquote normal and then go home and be like, okay, I'm going to spend the next two hours on the internet getting excited about the most recent episode of the Mandalorian. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah, exactly. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. I absolutely hear you. That is awesome. So friends, I'm going to be putting uh, her podcast in the show notes down below. So wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find out, check them out. Rachel, thank you again for sharing your story. You know, it's going to help so many others who are experiencing the same thing. So thank you for coming on to the show. And friends, we will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you require more support and information on depression, please contact your local health care provider, distress center, or in Canada, go to canada.ca and search mental health support, get help.